0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC.
1: What is up, delicious faithful? Bruce Moore here, wishing you a happy new year and welcome to season five of the greatest metal podcast on the web. For the first episode of the year, we have Hyris, a German mellow death band. Starting here in 2024, we're going to be including reviews and a band of the week. So for the first band of the week, it's going to be Ramchat, a Slovenian black metal band. And we're lucky enough to have them uh, premiere a single for us. Also, we have a review of Exodus Rising, a Long Island-based band. So be sure to stay tuned to the end for some killer reviews and our band of the week. And then go check them out and make sure you tell them we sent you. As always, thanks for the support and keep it metal.
2: Hey everyone! This is Britta from the band Hires. You're listening to the brutally, oh, one, two, three, the, brutally mm-hmm. the brutally Delicious Podcast. The
3: Brutally Delicious Podcast. The Brutally Delicious Podcast. Brutally Delicious Podcast. The Brutally Delicious
2: Podcast. Fine, like a good promotion good promotion that, phase so far keeping nice. busy yeah
1: that was the first time i think i came across you guys was on seventy thousand tons that first year
2: yeah yeah 2011 and, was it right
1: yeah and my partner chris who you know as well from vancouver and 70k he was going to try and make it in here you remember chris Seegers?
2: yes i do oh he, yeah
1: <laughs> yeah he's my partner we do Crazy. this together usually but he's busy today so he was going to try and jump in when i told my head you're coming on
2: oh but please um like uh say say hi to him from me that's oh, that's I, awesome <laughs> that's funny so
1: let's talk about uh how do you pronounce from it?
2: the past yes how do you pronounce Hi-Ris. this
1: name hyrus okay so for those not familiar with hyrus can you give me the I don't know, two sentence elevator pitch.
2: Uh, two seconds elevator pitch, two I sentence. Um, Two sentence I was I was two sentence or two seconds I got. No. Second. <laughs> um <laughs> Pyrus is a melodic death metal band from Germany. Um, uh, We formed in 2020 during the pandemic. We have released um, one album through Napalm Records already. The album is called Solitary and the next album, Dormant, will also be released through Napalm Records in January 2024.
1: I've been listening to We Owe No One on repeat. That's a really crazy heavy song.
2: I love yeah, it. Yeah, you love it? Oh, yeah. ah, that's good. Yeah, it's groovy, right? It has it has, yeah. it has a great groove like it, 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 it always, I always I feel I feel like I want to dance to that song a lot.
1: <laughs> well, that was going to bring me to my question. There's a lot of uh, well, maybe it's not a lot, but there seems to be some electronic elements in it too as well, right, especially towards the end?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like um uh, I think um like on the previous record, Solitary, we also had some backing tracks like some soundscapes going on but they were more like uh, like orchestra type of instruments that we chose for that uh, and this time um, we worked together with Jan Listing from the band Chaos Bay and um, he did all the soundscapes and keys and um, stuff like that and he was also a little bit um, uh, part of the, like he had some cool ideas with arrangement and stuff like that so it was a very fruitful um, work situation we had there and um, here and there on the album, you can hear um, some some more synthy electronic elements, like, s- not sneaking into the foreground, but sneaking into the middle ground, I would say. Yeah,
1: I think <laughs> so. And I think it works really well because it's a good uh, contrast, right? You've got the that heavy, heavy voice of yours and the guitars along with that soundscape, I guess you're calling them. And that really makes the contrast, makes a difference or makes it multi-layered yeah, and, I- and different, I think.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you, like for me I always look at the soundscapes not as a, as a core element but as a glue that kind of like keeps everything together much like a sauce that you put over a really nice dish yeah. <laughs> to just make it a little bit more zesty you know. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was so, so much fun to work with Jan and to to hear like everything come together because as we were writing the songs we were, wrote it completely without the soundscapes and I wrote all the lyrics for the album without hearing the soundscapes and then when everything came together it was just like a, I don't know like um yeah it felt felt really good that moment <laughs>
1: what's been the uh,
2: response to it
1: have people been digging it uh,
2: so far overwhelmingly positive like the uh, same for through the storm the first single that we put out just a couple weeks ago and now we are no one like it was not easy to pick the um uh the the singles because you wanted to mark like the cornerstones of the of the album so to speak uh but for we or no one we always uh, like we said okay this song has to be has to be a singer because it's it's very catchy very 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 groovy um not cheesy it's very energetic um so that was cool and people loved it and also with a video that we released um we kind of did something that we haven't done uh before the whole setting was was new we, we kind of went, went a little playful on 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 that um, uh, as well. So, so far, uh, only positive, uh, feedbacks, but, so, but we could be happier. Like, really, it's, it's cool.
1: So was it different writing this album? Well, I mean, obviously, it was writing this album from the first one where you were locked down and in a pandemic, right? How did, how did it change the writing process?
2: Um, I would say that, um, well, first of all, when we came together as a band in 2020, we wrote the album over the internet and um, I mean our main, main songwriter writer Lucas, is responsible for all the riffs. Um, so that hasn't changed. but um, I mean, hyres was a band that has not played live before writing songs for the first record. and mm-hmm. we couldn't meet in between. Like we couldn't like test things out in the rehearsal room, couldn't like feel how it feels playing these right. songs. And this is a little different now um, for, for this album. And I mean, we have played a lot. Um, during the last um, two years, so um, we have a real core feeling now as being a live band and this is something that has really found its way into our songwriting and also I think in the density of the songwriting uh, when it comes to that. Um, I recently, so, someone asked me like how would you describe these two albums and and I um, said they, 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 they are part of the same person, part of the same character, but when solitary is the head Uh, Dormant, the album, uh, next one is definitely The Guts, so it's a little bit more direct, and it's a little bit more dense and compact, I would say.
1: Okay, so since you're the primary lyric writer, then, is there anything you want your fans to walk away from after listening to a high-risk record, or specifically this record coming up?
2: I tell you what, it's really strange with this band. I mean, it's not my first band, (laughs) Uh, but I have never before received so many very personal and very individual feedbacks from people uh, who connected through the lyrics with the songs and um, it was for the first record and it's happening again for these two songs now that we put out from the other record so um, this is really rewarding and if anything um, uh, i really wish to um, connect with people i mean you have your favorite songs you have your life-saving songs i have my life-saving songs and i know what these songs are worth to me and to be able to to write something that means something as like so much to to another person that's a really really that's the reward for being an artist i think like to connect um uh, with people so in high res i write different than i write or i have written for other bands like that's because lucas riffs they they kind of spark a little you know a little light at the end of the tunnel (laughs) so it's not all destruction and gore right. <laughs> it's always like right. okay, we have a bad situation but we're gonna make it through there's always this positive outcome uh, there and um so um i think i mean once the record is finished you can look back on it and look back on the work and the first thing that comes to my mind when i look at the lyrics as a whole is resilience building resilience and thriving from resilience and um if if people can like, just pick something positive out of that. That is something that makes me really happy, especially in these times where everything seems to be, like, kind of fall apart, dissolve, you know?
1: All right, so that, I've got two questions that just brought up. First, do you ever feel that you put too much of yourself into your music and you're too vulnerable? And second, do you feel a sense of responsibility to convey that message of a spark at the end? Or is that just who you are?
2: Um, I think it's what what high res is. I think um, it is also a part of me, but I look at myself in different artistic scenarios as like pieces of a pie, you know, like I'm a 360 degree pie, so so to speak, but I look from a certain perspective. What kind of pie? (laughs) cherry pie come on what kind of pie (laughs) yes (laughs) sorry but 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 definitely um uh, the the piece of of the high-risk pie is um is uh, is is garnished with something extra with a little chocolate on top if you if you if you want to put it like that so um i try to not stand in the way between uh the inspiration that I have and my artistic output. Um, I try to not have the steering wheel. I try, try to let, let, let loose, OK, let's see where this is taking me and take me down the rabbit hole. This is, this is what I do. And um, um, so I don't really feel responsible for the lyrics, per se. I feel like I don't stand in the way of the creative process that Lucas initiates with his riffs and um uh, lucas is a person with uh, he's a great guitarist um he has a great sense for melodies but he's also a really really good guy and i think um he kind of has it in his playing and it kind of like you know wraps off on what i um do but in general i would say i'm a realistic to positive tendencies person like I'm yep. <laughs> somewhere
1: so, like there. so you're traveling down that rabbit hole you ever been like holy shit i put too much of myself there i can't put that out or do you just go with it and and see what happens
2: to be honest i don't think that you can be vulnerable enough in art um and it all comes down to how um how well can you manage to not make it like a diary where it is too concrete where the vulnerability is more like, I don't want to say general, that's too far, but, but some kind of like um, still fuzzy so that other people can take that ball of energy and reflect with it th- th- themselves and find something in it. And that sparks the strength that can come from art, I think. So um, I can be super, super personal without being too direct and specific so i would never say like my mom said this to me and then my boyfriend (laughs) said this to me Um, right that would probably be something like i would uh, talk to to my to to my best friends or something like that so in terms of that no it takes courage to do that i feel like it takes it takes courage um um, but um i think when i started writing for kripa i was always like they're gonna catch on they're gonna know what (laughs) this is about and no one knew and people came up with completely different explanations and interpretations and i think that is enriching what is what is happening there oh yeah between the art when it kind of stands for itself yeah
1: yeah and i think no matter what you take away from it I think music, but heavy music in particular, has a way of being cathartic, not just for you in the studio, but for the the listener, right? I mean, I could take away whatever I want, but there's a very real catharsis listening to that kind of music, listening to you scream like that.
2: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I, I totally agree. Like, I would say that um, maybe not heavy music per se, but intense music, That's uh, probably a better um, word. Yeah. whatever that may, whatever that may be for the, for the person. But intense music is something that when it hits your frequency, you know, your own personal frequency, <laughs> that it's right. just like, yeah, you can really get yeah, like, like, like s- surf on that emotional wave and have a feeling of understanding that you probably won't won't be able to get from another person like there are songs on this earth that understand you as a person me as a person right to the core right into the core like there's nothing in between anymore and and i mean pe- people who don't know me write these songs and i write songs and lyrics and people who don't know right. me and i don't know these people take something very personal from it, and that's a beautiful thing that's just that's just the, the true magic part about it that i love so much yeah yeah <laughs>
1: Are you guys taking this out on the road here in 24?
2: Yes, I mean we have a small um, a release tour. We don't we don't just have a release show. We have uh, I think six shows or something like that that we play. Uh, will be very very cool to play all the songs, which means uh, that I'm learning this stuff by heart. Everyone <laughs> digs themselves right. in the rehearsal room and, and plays and and sings. And then we have um, uh, we are supporting the uh, Czech band Dimitri on uh, a part of their European Five Angry Men tour, <laughs> nice. which should be fun so this is like what we what we have planned these are are our next steps yeah yeah
1: we gotta get you back on 70k here in uh in january
2: oh wouldn't that be nice
1: (laughs) (laughs) i've been going every year and it's it's amazing still yeah Yeah, we need to we need to get you you only played that one year right
2: no we played 11 and 14 with kripa yeah i didn't know you were
1: so i missed i think i went 11 i was there i must not have been there 14 if i didn't see you again so i've been going most of yeah, the time
2: maybe.
1: but yeah hopefully we'll get you back on there in the next couple of years or maybe even this year
2: oh i think this year would be like i mean like uh regarding like all the flight accommodations but i mean our release day is when the when the cruise starts so we have a tour there so it uh, won't happen in january <laughs> <laughs> never mind <laughs> but but uh but uh, uh yeah probably the boat will will leave uh um florida um uh, next year as well <laughs>
1: oh yeah i'm hoping so there's nothing like that right that's an amazing time
2: yeah definitely i mean there, there are a couple metal cruises out there but i mean this whole caribbean feeling and everything about it and um maybe i would even say maybe it's the 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 most international uh, uh cruise yeah. that, is, that is happening I've, I've i've enjoyed the trip so much like let alone the adventure of like being able to play uh on such a thing. Um right. I mean the Virgin Cruise, the very first one where no one knew what's gonna happen. Right. We had no we idea like, what was to do. No, and we were a tiny band and all of a sudden you stand there next to Chuck Billy and say, hey, Do you have an idea what's going on? And, I have got no fucking clue. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I like it because you never know, like you find all these new bands, because obviously I don't hear everything and i just remember stumbling up one morning and walking to the main deck and you guys were playing it was like an early show like at 10 or 11 o'clock with the sun shining i was like holy shit! i never heard a cripper before yeah <laughs> so you get to find all these and bands you that had. you never knew about yeah, and then i had right so it was pretty cool <laughs> so what's next for you then yeah, after definitely. that go ahead after that next little short run you guys got bigger plans for the year or more singles more videos
2: Um, We have one more single coming up before the release uh, in January Um, and then, yeah, we hope that we can catch one or the other festival. We have a few smaller festivals um, uh, lined up, unfortunately, um, not the big festival run for us uh, next year that we had hoped for. But I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know what you think about that. But I think the pandemic has brought up many, many new great babies of of, of bands, so we have so many bands there yes. and albums out there so um there's really no shame in not getting uh, one of the big festival slots but oh, um no. anyway um we, we we will be on the road oh yeah yeah, for sure like i mean um we want to play we will play and um if it's not uh, the festivals we will find uh, other places uh to right. play we have a festival in france coming up and slowly expanding our region of um of being uh, of being active and we are so happy that we have more than one album now because like to be fairly honest, like when we play Head Diner shows, we had to play, like we had to start over from the beginning to fish, finish the, the minutes that we had in daytime right. because we just didn't have any more songs. So that would be, that would just be good. Also for our right. fans, a relief that they don't have to, we chew their the ears. they the same songs, now right? <laughs> yeah. So okay. We're like- on the <laughs>
1: I'm going to let you go in a second, but you brought something up that I think is kind of interesting. The So many bands came out of the pandemic, or as you call them, like, uh, you know, baby bands or whatever. But I think the pandemic, obviously, it was horrible. We were all locked down. Lots of crappy stuff happened. But I also think it allowed artists, not just musicians, but art, painters, whatever, more time to like hone their craft and get really good. And I think you're seeing the results of that now, right? This sort of like a renaissance in the arts because everybody was working on their stuff locked away forever. Does that make sense?
2: I totally agree with you. And, um, I mean, I, I, I don't know if you know that, but I, I also, I'm a, I'm a vocal teacher. Like I teach growl and scream. And so many people, um, have started or picked up what they have left like 10 years ago or something. And then came kids and family life and they, they right. started again their hobby. And I think especially for, for, for like, um, like more mature, uh, grown up people where, where you say, Oh, I'm too old for that. I can't learn that that's BS because yes. you will never put as much time into learning as you did when you were 16, 17 and playing your instrument for for eight hours a day. If you, if you did that, and some people did that in the pandemic, like played and played and, played and all of a right. sudden they figured out, Oh, I can still learn. Hey, ah, I need to prioritize right. my time. And, um, I think that um, that's a um, yeah. Many people sharp, sharpened their artistical skills and had like so much fun with the output because it was, for one thing, the time allowed it, yeah. or the prioritization of of time <laughs> allowed right. it. And then it was just for an artist, this is an anchor to just be able to do that. I mean, I miss playing live so much but had it not been for high risk and that we wrote that album i think i would have gone like crazy here and right i mean i, I live alone by myself in my apartment and it's like a like a tiger in a cage you know? Right.
1: oh yeah but yeah i think and you probably had a lot of time well i know you had a lot of time to write that high risk record because you were in that cage yeah. right you were just it was just i can really hone this down and make it you know, the best it can be. You weren't on some sort of deadline because nobody even knew if they were going to release records anymore or if anything was going to happen.
2: Exactly 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 we were asking us the same question like do we want to release the record now uh, we were kind of like debating back and forth also with napalm records um, but then we made the decision that we want to release this because we did not know how long this will go on like mm-hmm. let's say it's not done in a year or a half year it's done in five years and then we have this old record on the shelf that that we don't right. even want to put out anymore so who knows so it's just no. we release it we do that and um, I think that was um, a good decision and um, coming back to your point of um yeah i I have time to write i was craving to write like i I had such a need (laughs) to to get it out just to not internalize all these feelings um that yeah it's um it 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 saved saved me (laughs) saved me yeah right
1: which is weird to think right it's however it works but that's great that's gonna bring me that brings me to the end britta i don't know if you have anything else that i missed
2: i mean yeah we could we could probably chat for hours it's really nice to speak with you oh yes (laughs) so but uh but uh yeah no nothing nothing in particular everyone pre-order dormant and buy dormant buy the album listen to music go to shows buy tickets and if if fans (laughs) want to
1: find you can you give us your socials
2: Yes, uh, our website is Hires.com and all our sh- Socials are at Hires.official So you can find us on uh, on Instagram, Facebook and on TikTok
1: Excellent, Britta, it was so wonderful Seeing you again, I know it's been a long time Likewise When, Jor- yeah, when, we- Jordan, when Jordan sent me this this uh, Press package, I listened to it Before reading it, and I was like Holy shit, I know that voice But I couldn't figure out who really? it was at first and, yeah, and then I went back and started reading I'm like, oh my god, hey Chris you're not gonna believe this.
2: Awesome. <laughs> oh, that makes that makes me really, really, really happy. Yeah. Um yeah. again, as I said, like say hi to say say hi to say hi to Chris. Um and uh yeah, maybe we could just meet up for a beer online, whatever. Like we can do that. I
1: would love to. I'll tell him we'll do that for Thank you so much. Happy holidays, and uh hopefully hi we'll see you soon. Same hey. to you. Be yeah, well. see
2: you.
0: Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: Cheers.
2: <laughs>
0: With sweeping arpeggios and powerful ostinatos, New York progressive metal outfit, Exodus Rising retells the most well-known events from the Bible in power metal fashion. At the end of their debut album, The Book of Life, I was overcome with one realization. The realization that religion is actually pretty metal. To start things off, there's definitely one barrier of entry to this album, and it's of course the subject matter. It's a very specific concept album retelling stories from the Bible including the Old and New Testaments. And if you know any metalheads, it should be pretty obvious that that's not their typical listening. If you're somebody interested in religion, especially Christianity, and you also like overarching narrative compositions and dramatic storytelling in your music, then this might be the album you're looking for. The intro is punchy and dynamic, and it's truly just a beginning. The Book of Life is full of amazing compositions and instrumental parts. When thinking about biblical characters, we typically view them as very stagnant and reducible just to like moral lessons they communicate, kind of like fairy tales, but these songs, particularly The World We Knew, had me for the first time consider the emotional implications the events and details of the Bible actually have on these characters, and it humanizes them in a very compelling manner. I'm not a huge prog or power metal fan, but his powerful singing reminds me of some dream theater or primarily Angra. It's very talented, and if you're a fan of those bands, you might be able to appreciate it more. It definitely becomes more immersive as you acclimate to the album's atmosphere. If you're a fan of piano and metal, then there are some incredible piano parts you might want to hear. I know I had a phase once where I would look for specific instruments and metal songs, and if you ever catch yourself in that position and you want to hear piano specifically, then this album is just full of some of the best like piano segments I've ever heard. The Old Testament songs have chant-like parts and instrumentation that makes it feel more scriptural, almost as if it's depicting the times when the songs were written. The songs definitely stylistically evolve, just like the stories do, especially when you get to the New Testament. I mainly like the songs about the Gospels because I think the New Testament lends itself better to this kind of storytelling, and it feels more prayerful. There's also a chant they use a couple of times, which I think is the Dies I'm not 100% sure, but I'd love to know. And it's cool to see metal musicians incorporating it into their songwriting. And if you don't know what it is, it's like a really popular chant that gets used in movies a lot. It's like, yeah, it's kind of like a symbol that's been used over time. It's in The Lion King. It's in Star Wars. It's really popular, and it's something I think about using in metal a lot. So it's cool to see that. I'm not a huge fan of the album art. It definitely has a 90s CG feel to it. I'm not sure if it's intentional, but there's some color theory stuff going on that I can appreciate it, but it's a bit too chaotic for my taste. I also think at times the Book of Life can be a bit too preoccupied with Satan, and I like the album when it spotlights biblical subjects that haven't been brought up in music since like classical music was a thing. And I know it's retelling stories that have Satan as a character, but... It still feels cliche, particularly in metal, that I would rather than focus on other stories that usually don't get much attention. The World We Knew had some of the coolest basslines I've heard in a long time, and Dreamer had some really powerful moments that stood out to me. I can't criticize too much because I'm not familiar with this style. It seems to live up to progressive metal or power metal expectations fairly well. I know is Rising is a progressive metal band, but this felt very power metal to me. If I'm wrong about that, can somebody let me know? because I don't want to mislabel them, I'm just going off of instinct here, but let me know in the comments. The world we knew had some of the most interesting basslines that I've heard in a long time, and Dreamer had some very impactful moments that stood out to me. The end, though, definitely took me by surprise and broke the fourth wall a little bit. There's a couple times throughout the book of life where the vocalist lets out these very raw and emotional fry screams that are just super moving, and I would love to hear him sing like that more. All in all, if you like the subject matter or progressive metal with awesome symphonic elements and instrumentation, this one's definitely worth giving a listen.